Hey everybody, Nate Clark here. I'm the pastor of Oasis Church here in Richmond, Virginia. We pray that this podcast is helpful and encouraging to you in your life. Here's today's message. Well, hey, welcome to Oasis Church online today. My name is Pastor Nate, and I'm so glad that you're with us today. Maybe if you don't consider yourself part of our church family, maybe you're just checking us out, I want you to connect with our church. Here's how you can do that right now from wherever you are. You can text the word OASIS to 94000. Text the word OASIS to 94000. We'd love to connect with you. Hey, for those that are in the room tonight, we're recording this on Wednesday night, and uh, we've got Wednesday Night Live is what we call it here in the room. Thank you. And uh, for those in the room, you guys can sit down. We're going to get ready to get into the Word here today. And I'm so excited, Oasis. We've got a special treat this week. We've got a friend of mine, Jeffrey Portman, here with us from Springfield, Missouri. Come on, somebody. Springfield, Missouri. Our church, we've talked about this a lot, but if, if you're new to Oasis or haven't heard, our church is part of a tribe, I like to call it, called CMN, Church Multiplication Network. CMN is the church planting arm of the Assemblies of God with the vision and the goal to, to plant healthy, spirit-filled churches in every community in America. Uh, we talk about all the time, the local church is the hope of the world. And every community in our nation, every community in our state needs a healthy, spirit-filled local church. And CMN plants those churches. We were a CMN church plant, Oasis Church, in 2019. And last year in 2020, in the middle of a global pandemic, CMN planted almost 200 new churches in, across the country in 2019. Come on, you can, put some, you can put some hand clap emojis in the chat for that. And so we, we love CMN. Our church is better because of CMN. Uh, CMN is our tribe, our family. And uh, Jeffrey Portman leads up CMN. He is the director of CMN. He is our fearless leader. He is a visionary. And so we are honored today to hear from him. He's all the way here in Richmond, Virginia to spend some time with us. And so in the room and on the chat, can you put your hands together for our friend, Jeffrey Portman? Come on, come on. All right. What a powerful way to start. I don't care if it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And listen, Oasis, you are in the middle of a miracle. You know this, but I just want to declare that over you, Pastor Nate and Anna, the team. You're in the middle of a miracle. I love walking in and getting sheetrock dust on my shoes. We're church planners. My wife and I, Joanne, we, we got to be a part of planning five churches outside of Seattle and uh, in a five-year window. And the story God's writing here is a beautiful story. And I, I think you're going to look back. Man, I'm going to try not to cry, okay? But you're going to look back and you're going to say, these are some of the sweetest moments. And you're going you're gonna to recognize God's favor in his hand. And the, the beautiful thing of the story he's writing is that this chapter matters and all the next ones do too. And sometimes we're so quick to want to turn the page, we miss what God wants to do right now. And so enjoy, lean into, and let God continue to do what only he could do. So we're proud of you guys. If you don't know this, your pastor, Nate and Anna, they, they serve on our team. They're going to be actually teaching at the conference. And uh, we've had them uh, be one of the voices to represent CMN. You have the best and the brightest leading your church. 
That, you're free to clap there. That's all your call, okay? <clears throat> so, hey, I want to, if you, if, you, if you have your Bible, whatever format or platform, digital or like, like me, you like to be able to hold on to something as well. Um, I want you to, to, to just grab your Bible. We're going to get to that in a second. But I, I want to just set a framework. I feel like this is a message God gave me for the nation. And I, I've spoken it last three weeks ago in, in Tampa. But I felt as I'm praying about where God's got Oasis right now, this is a word for you and it's a word for your church. This is a word for Oasis Church. And and so the title is real simple, Faith or Fear. And here's the thing, faith and fear live right next to each other and we gotta decide which one we invite over, right? Okay, so true story. Don't Google it now, but you can if you want to, okay? You're like, I'm at home. I can do whatever I want. I know, but just, okay. So Larry Walters, he is a, he's a resident of Southern California, okay? And you may have heard this story. Um, he got tired of sitting around. So he goes down to the, the local Army Navy surplus store. He buys 75 used weather balloons. He ties them to a lawn chair in the back of his truck. He then inflates all of them and he gets into the lawn chair and he brought three things with him. He's a planner, okay? He brought a peanut butter and jam sandwich. He brought with him a six pack of beer. So we're like, come on, okay? And he brought a BB gun. You can see why, right? And an onlooker who saw him when the ropes were released said it was as if he was shot out of a cannon. Now, if you ever seen a kid lose a, a balloon at the fair or like, you know, at the mall, imagine 75 military grade weather balloons lifting him. So here's what happened. Two and a half hours into his flight, we're going to call it a flight. Um, he was seen in LAX airspace. Here's what the pilot of the 737 said. Um, I see what seems to be a perfectly still man lying in a lawn chair <laughs> with a rifle across his lap. Now you can imagine this gets LAX's attention, right? So he was somehow, I don't know how, but he was actually lassoed, he was brought down. He was immediately fined, but that was later reduced, okay? But he was interviewed um, afterward, and I'm gonna give you the Oasis um, Christian, highly edited version of his answers to the three questions. Here's the three questions. Um, were you scared? What I'm able to share with you that he said is yes, okay? So there was quite a bit of other stuff on either side. The second one, uh, would you do it again? And his answer was um, that I can share no. Okay. And then finally, and this is this is big. The question was this, why'd you do it? And I want you to hear what LAX Larry Walters said. He says, I just got tired of sitting around. And I want you to hear this, a life of faith you will never wrestle with that question. I, I nev- I'm g- never gonna get tired of sitting around. Why? Because in faith, God is always doing a deep work in us and through us. Now, I, I wanna just establish this as a fact. Being a person of faith in one moment doesn't necessarily mean you're always faithful. You have to keep making those decisions. One courageous decision doesn't make you a courageous person. It's when you keep making them and they start to stack up right? And and this is the invitation God extends to us. The writer of Hebrews chapter six or 11, verse one and six. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Goes on to say, this is what the ancients were commended for. Like God's saying, you got to have faith. And we, we fast forward to verse six and here's what it says. And I want you to hear this. 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And don't we want to do that? Like I do, even in the broken, squirrely parts of me, we all have them. We want to please God. And the writer says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone and everyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And listen to what it says, that he, he rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him. Now just pause for a second. Now I want you to think about this. What do you diligently seek? What do you, what do you diligently seek? I mean, it's kind of a new year, right? Praise God, right? 2021, bring it on. And some of us are like, I'm diligently seeking health or physical fitness or financial freedom. And maybe I'm, I'm single and I'm ready to mingle, right? You're like, I'm diligently seeking that special someone, right? It's such a driver. Maybe you're saying, I'm, I'm diligently seeking reconciliation or, or forgiveness. And there's a tension here. Like I'm inviting you to be people of faith, but the tension is this, and I opened with it, faith and fear live right next to each other. So the moment you're about to step out, you're gonna forgive, you're gonna tithe, you're gonna trust God, you're gonna get out of the bench and into the game. The moment you're about to step out, you're gonna have that courageous conversation with someone. The moment you start to step out, fear rises up because faith and fear live right next to each other. And you and I, have to decide which one we invite over. Why is that important? Because what gets our attention will determine our direction. Say, how can I find myself on this? And I feel like I'm doing circles. What gets our attention determines our direction. And sometimes we don't go the way we want, the way of faith, because we've allowed fear to be what gets our attention. What gets our attention determines our direction. And I might add our affection. You might say, I want to be a, a, a faith-filled person. I want to be a man or a woman of faith. Well, I want you to hear this. We learn to trust God by taking steps of faith, not steps of fear. So here, here's really a good question. Who's our faith in? I'll, I'll say this. It's not in a political system, and we pray for our leaders. It, it, I don't care who the president is. Hope will never fly in on Air Force One. It's beyond their capacity, but we don't have our hope in humanity. We have our hope in a savior. Who's our hope in? Well, we look at this. John writes, and he says, the word became flesh. And that word, word, is a capital W. The word, Christ, became flesh. We just celebrated this, right? Emmanuel, God with us. This always gets me. God was so in love with us, he was not willing to stay out there somewhere far off and distant. He wanted to be close. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son. That sounds like John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. We've seen his glory. Who is he? The one and only son. Our faith is anchored in him. It's not situational. It's not seasonal. It's not based on if I got a good night's sleep or drank enough water or too much coffee. Personal story there. <laughs> it's in Jesus who came from the Father. Listen to what he's full of. By the way, y'all know someone next to you full, full of something. You know what you're full of when you get bumped because it spills out. And when he got bumped, he was full of grace and truth. Oh, how do we interact with people that disagree with us or they, they have different le, um, lens of life, grace and truth? What does faith practically look like? 
What does it feel like? What does it live like? Grace and truth. Now, why did Jesus come? Let's ask it. So if that's who our faith is in, why did he even show up? And a lot of people would say this, and maybe you think this right now, is because you're so bad. And you might think that because you know about the stuff. But God didn't come because you're so bad. He came because he's so good. Our faith is anchored in Christ. It's founded in him. And he initiated it. He made it possible for us to have relationship with the Father. Jesus came, Luke 19, 10. He came to seek and to save the lost. (laughs) I think sometimes we forget that Christianity is the search and rescue mission for humanity and that we're invited to join him on that. He came to seek and save the lost. And I wanna, I wanna ask you a non-scientific question about your memory. How's your memory? So raise your hand if you have a good memory. Raise your hand if you have a bad memory. How, how many of you don't remember the question? Okay, I, I wrote this down because I think this is critical. We must learn to remember and remember to forget. And there are some things that we let go of that we should hold on to. And there's some things we hold on to we should let go of. We've got to learn to remember and we've got to remember to forget. And as you're leaning into it, and as you're fortifying your faith, maybe there's some things you need to shake off. Maybe there's some things we've got to let go of. Maybe you wrestle with this question. Can someone be too broken? Can you say, I want to be a man or woman of faith. I want to live all in with God. I want to be that Hebrews 11 person, but I just feel like there's just constant story after story of brokenness, of regret, of addiction and abuse and just pain. So can someone be too broken? It's a question we've wrestled with over the years. You know why we ask it at church? Not because we believe it here, but because people outside of the church, the people outside of Oasis think that that might be true. But I want you to hear this. There's a declaration of faith in the God that's full of grace and truth. Broken people are God's specialty. And you know who that is? Go ahead and look to the person next to you. Parent, point at your kid right now. Husband and wife, do that. Okay, it's the person in the mirror. Broken people are God's specialty. And what did Jesus come, come with? Grace and truth. And then we come to this anchor verse, Hebrews 13a. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So our faith is not in something or someone that's shaky or shady or inconsistent, but it's in the risen Savior. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this. We, we have uh, Apple TV at our house. And um, when we first got it, we would play um, music on it, okay? And so uh, my wife and I, Joanne, we have two sons, Justice and Josiah. And, and Josiah, uh, a couple years ago, we're riding in the car and he says, Dad, you, you want to listen to some oldies? I'm like, oh, I love it. That's what, we'd play on the, that's what we'd play on our Apple TV, right? He's like, oh, there's this really good song from 1984. <laughs> And I was like, how dare you? And I thought, you need better parents. <laughs> it's too late on that. But, but the thing about the Apple TV is if you're playing music on it, you can, you can change this, right? But before I knew how to change it, these pictures would scroll. And these were like beautiful, epic pictures, meadows and mountains. But there's carnivores on there, right? So there's a polar bear. There's, I think there's a leopard or a cheetah, okay? And there's a... There's, um, 
a lion. And every time our dog, Boog, by the way, how many are dog people? I should just have asked how many of your cat people and how many of your good people. But anyway, so <laughs> some dog person, right? And so um, Boog, who has since passed away, he, he, he died right. Actually, while we're driving out of Washington, he passed away. Big deal. I don't have time. I could weep. But, so, but when he was alive, he was the alpha. Now, what's funny about this? He could fit in a half of a shoebox. He's a pug and a Norwegian elk hound. How that happened, none of us know. But he's there, okay? So his, his wiring, I would say his divine design in his DNA, a Norwegian elk hound would chase the prey till the prey was fatigued. So he would have this nonstop motor. So Boog could be sleeping on a footstool. And the moment the Apple TV would jump to these images and a polar bear would come up, every time he would go flying off of the, the stool and he would attack. He couldn't get up there, but he'd try to attack the animal on the screen. Every time. Does he know he's a Scooby snack? No. Does he know that he's like his shelf life would be like that? You know? No. Every time, the first time I did, I'm like, that's so cool. The 14th time, I'm like, mm-hmm. every time. You know why? It's in his wiring. It's in his DNA. You know God's DNA? You know God's wiring? You know God's, who he is? Grace and truth. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you say, I can't live by faith. I already tried this. Pastor Nate, I tried it and I failed grace and truth. He's unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and for So with that good news, Oasis, listen, I think we have a story to tell. And that's where our faith doesn't have to say there's no fear. In fact, I would say we often start with fear. We just shouldn't stay there. Because if we start to step out and fear is normal, it's natural. You just can't live there. Now, Here's what Jesus says. Greatest message I believe ever. They call it the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter five, verse one, the Beatitudes finishes with seven, 24 through 29. You know, he he talks about rains come down, the winds blew and beat and the storm caused the house to fall. That was the house built on sand. But the house built on the rock, the unchanging word of God endured the storm. And he says this in Matthew five, verse 16. I want you to do this. This is what faith looks like. He says, let your light shine before men. What that meant was people. Your coworker, your classmate, your neighbor, your family member. Let your light shine before men that they might see your life, your good deeds, the evidence of your faith. And what what would they do? Think you're awesome. Uh -uh. But glorify or praise your father in heaven. That is what faith looks like. I believe this. I believe that God has strategically placed you and I, all of Oasis Church in different places with the same purpose. What do I mean by different places? Different apartment complex, different jobs, different universities and and middle schools and elementaries and different family groups, different places, but with the same purpose. We moved in when we moved to to launch New Hope Church seven years ago. We moved in and the same day we moved into our house, our neighbors, Justin and Amber moved in and they didn't have a fridge 
And we had an extra mini fridge, which like, so we're like, hey, you wanna borrow it? They're like, no way. Like, it was so simple, but it meant a lot to them. And I didn't even know about it till like four days later. I'm like, hey, babe, where's that fridge? And my wife, cause she's like that, kind and generous. She's like, the neighbors have it. I'm like, all right. Well, they got their fridge eventually, like full size one, and they gave ours back. That was the day where I was on uh, a mission to live up my faith in front of Justin. Now, Justin and I had what I would call a man nod relationship. You know what I'm talking about? Like, so every time he would mow his lawn, I would go out and mow my lawn. This is what church planning looks like. You're like, what can I do to build connection with people? And notice he wasn't a project. He was actually someone I wanted to be friends with. But he would mow his lawn with his, his flat bill down, his earbuds in, and a hoodie on. Now, people think it rains all the time in Seattle. It doesn't. It's like 94 in the summer, and he's out, flat bill, hoodie, got his earbuds in. So my relationship with him was this. I'd mow the lawn two days before. I'd still go out and mow it. Why? Because I want to go beyond this to this. And my boys are playing catch with the football in the backyard. The ball goes over the fence. Amber posts something to Joanne. Hey, the ball came back here. I'll have Justin bring it over. Well, the boys had already decided that we told them you can't climb over the fence anymore because they broke it, right? So they tried to go in the back way and the, the door was locked. So Amber's like, I'll have Justin bring it over. Remember, my relationship with him is what? Man nod. So he comes to the porch and he gives me the football and then he doesn't leave the porch. I'm like, this is weird. He doesn't have a hat on, no hoodie, and he's still here. And here's what he says. Um, I lost my job. And he says, I heard you guys got this church deal you're doing. And like, we might come check it out. That was it. You know what I didn't do? I didn't quote scripture. Thus saith the Lord. Now, I'm not, a, if God had said to, I would have. But sometimes we think we have to be super spiritual, which can I just say, sometimes it's just weird, yeah. right? I didn't give him my most recent sermon series as powerful that would have changed his life. <laughs> I didn't. I just like, that's cool. And here's what I said to him. This is one of our lines. You're always invited, but you're never expected. What it does is it takes the pressure off. But you need to know, you're always invited. So like, we're, we're watching and waiting for you, but you're never expected. So they show up the next Sunday. <laughs> and then I ask him, hey, what'd you think? He's like, I didn't really like it. Now, I wanna just share this for a pastor. That's not fun to hear. Like, you, hold on, I quit, I quit my other life to do this, but you don't like it. <sighs> no, but here's what he also said. Amber liked it and our kids loved it. Now we would always say we win with kids, but we also care about parents. What would happen though is Justin would go from a man nod relationship to a friend. And they started to lean in. And about two years later, I got to baptize him in water. And this is when our church met at a movie theater and you right? Who doesn't spill at the, at the movies? Remember when you can go to those, right? And, and we baptize him and he comes out of the water and he just cheers. And I, I think sometimes the best way to be a man or woman of faith is just to be a friend. And so we said, I, I, can't, I can't be a leader in the church. I don't know enough scripture, but you can be a friend and you can live out your faith 
Oasis, you have a fingerprint already in this community, in this region, and you have a part to play, every one of you. Because what we're doing is we're joining Jesus on his mission to seek and to save the lost. Different places, same purpose. I wanna, I wanna just finish by saying what I believe the gospel tells us. Three simple things. The gospel tells us that, well, first of all, broken people are God's specialty. And if you say, I have too much water under the bridge, I have too much hurt and heartache and addiction and rejection, I already tried this. Broken people are God's specialty. And maybe today, today is the day of salvation. Where you just say, God, help me. You know, he already knows you're broken, but here's how he'll meet you. Because that's what he's full of. With grace and truth. His grace creates a pathway for us back to relationship or into relationship with him. But the truth of his life, death, and resurrection deals with our brokenness, which is sin. The gospel tells us three things, many more, but three tonight, today. The first one is this, broken people are God's specialty. Second one is it, faith defeats fear. Remember, they live right next to each other. So you have to decide in this year, in this next season, in this next month or week or hour, am I gonna choose faith or am I gonna choose fear? And finally, I believe the gospel tells us that each one of us are in different places, but we have the same purpose. Listen, you're invited and I'm invited to join Jesus on his mission. And sometimes being a man or woman of faith just simply means I'm gonna show up and be a friend. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you for the story you're writing in the church called Oasis. There's something beautiful that is happening even now. They are in the middle of a miracle. But we know this, the church isn't a, a place, it's a people. And we thank you for how you're using the, the leadership, the men and women of faith to step out. But I pray that there would be a supernatural strength, a, a steadfastness and a supernatural favor that marks this church. Lord, we pray that today would be the day of salvation. And if you're watching this and it's Thursday night or it's Friday or it's Sunday morning, whenever, and you say, I, I need the grace of God, your response to experience the goodness and the grace of God is Jesus, I recognize your Lord. I invite you to forgive me of my sins and become the Lord of my life. And the Bible tells us we cross from death to life. And I want to invite you to consider that. And finally, God, you have placed us in different places with the same purpose. May we bring, may every person watching, listening, processing and pondering your word choose to bring faith that looks like grace and truth. And we declare this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. Hey, if this content was helpful and encouraging to you, you could help us out by leaving a review or sharing it with the people in your life. I know it would bless them. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.